Leaving a Legacy is brought to you by hipstersofthecoast.com and can be found on the Top Deck app every Friday. You can support the show directly at patreon.com slash leavingalegacy. Magic is power. Well, we, first we fixed Shroud by making Hexproof so you guys can target your own stuff. Now, now we fixed Hexproof. Here you go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. My name is Patrick. I am your legacy newbie. And with me this week, as always, Mr. Jerry Me. What's up, Jerry? Not much, Pat. How you doing? Doing great, man. It was like up to 60 degrees today. It was wild. Yeah, I got to say, it was 60 degrees today. We had a snowstorm yesterday, and then mm-hmm. it was 60 degrees the day before that. So Correct. Uh, Correct. No, it's cool. It's not the end of the world or anything. It's totally cool. I mean, that, like, let's be honest. That's just Massachusetts. Well, that's New England in general. Like, it's the weather is insane, but we're, we feel like we're getting into spring in the, in the, towards the end of February. So it's usually February is like one of the worst months of the year. It's just like bitter cold and ton of snow. And it, it like, it like warms up just a little bit to, to, to make a bunch of ice and then it freezes again. And, but yeah. Excellent. Here we are. I spent all day play, sitting inside playing magic online. I did not sit inside today, Jerry. I was at work. I was actually at work today. It, it, it's, it's George Washington's birthday today, Pat. How I dare just... you insult the American people by not sitting inside playing video games on our president's birthday? <laughs> you know, I, I would feel like knowing no, like having read Washington's biography, I feel like uh, he would much rather the people of America be productive. And according to my, my own, that sounds like some corporate shill right there. Let me finish. <laughs> according to my own collective bargaining agreement, the president's day is not a negotiated holiday for, for my crew. So, which is, which I'm fine with, which I'm fine with. So I see, I see the wheels of industry must turn Jerry. Someone's got to carry the torch, I guess. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's fine. I mean, I work today too. I just played magic online. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that luxury. If I was, uh, if I brought my desktop to computer, to work with me it would be a problem yeah i could see that very suspicious hmm. <laughs> something's <laughs> off about pat today i can't quite put have my you seen on. have you seen the guy who's on like tiktok or, or i don't know instagram whatever and his shtick is like he goes around like like being part of zoom meetings but he's actually doing like other things so he has like this like wearable green screen he wears behind him and he has like a laptop on like his chest harness but he'll be like BMX biking in, a, in like a meeting or like skiing during a meeting and stuff. It's 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 very funny. That's that's great. I love okay. that. <laughs> you know, you don't find it as amusing as I do, I guess. I'm sure it's great. It's, it no, it sounds like, like when someone says, see. When someone says see. Mm, that's funny, it's like, oh, I guess you don't find that funny. It's fine. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Jerry's had a long, hard day of playing magic online, pretending to well, work. Well, that what I would what that reminded me of is uh, that politician who um, said a virtual Zoom background uh, while he was driving and the meeting he was in was on like how to limit distracted driving. And he's on like he's doing the Zoom meeting while driving. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, perfect. Perfect. Um, but Pat, we got a guest this week. We do. Indeed, we do. Yeah. You want to introduce them? Uh, no, you do it. Well, welcome back to the cast. One of our favorite residents of the big AZ, Sage Silverman. How you doing? What's up? It's your boy, bad at playing Magic Sage. <laughs> I'm 
I, I, I've tried to come up with something funnier there and I just decided not to. I decided, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to crash the landing face first. I was thinking about the BMX biking guy and I was like, you know, what? I bet this is what he would do. He would just. True. It's true. Way to, way to stick the landing with your face. It Every was time. Great. It's a big face. It's good for it. Well, awesome. It's great. It's been a while. It's been over a year since we've had it's you been on. been a right? while. Uh, it, pre-pandemic, actually. Thinking about yeah. it. Uh, so, yeah. So, I mean, like, so, like two so weeks like a year. ago. Two yeah. weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, thereabouts. Two, maybe three. It's two three weeks. Generous. Two weeks. So we flatten the curve. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Great to have you back on. I uh, wanted to catch up with you and the Arizona Legacy League. Kind of talk about what the meta is shaping up to be post Ragavan down in the Southwest. And I hear a little birdie tells me that uh, there's a uh, big event coming up pretty soon in uh, Arizona. Oh, that is true, but that's a secret role we'll share for oh, later. Oh, that's oh. a secret. <laughs> this nice fun. job, Gerald. Gosh, Gerald, I was going to I had a whole presentation ready. I was like going to have fireworks. You guys aren't going to see them, but I, I'm going to see. Them out my window. It's really great for our our firework budget. The fact that this is a podcast and not like a YouTube channel. That's yeah, been a lot. Just, it's been a lot more money on fireworks if that was the case. Yeah, I can just edit them in after. It's fine. Exactly. Exactly. It's actually just Pat with uh, those like little lame dinky things that you throw on the ground. And they oh, pop. Those suck. <laughs> my wife will throw those at me as I'm like coming out of the bathroom. It just, she'll <laughs> aim straight at my head every time. And I'm like, why are you hitting me in the head every time? I don't know why your wife just has has like stashes of like firework poppers as uh, like <laughs> saves them. She takes the well. The, the real the real answer is because I misuse them during Fourth of July, so she takes them from me to then misuse later. Oh, I see. I see. Uh, it's, it's fine. <laughs> it's it's actually your uh, your home defense strategy. If at any time a burglar breaks in, you just you know surprise them. You know some people yeah. do. Uh, you know pocket sand. Your wife yeah. does uh, pocket fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she'll just keep a bunch of them in her pocket and just sitting there at her desk as someone comes in, just ah! yeah, every time. I think that's a valid defense strategy. It works. <laughs> Startles the person at very least. They might fall down the stairs and then you just right. have an insurance claim on your hands. There you go. <laughs> Shoot, yeah, you make a big <laughs> booby trapping your house. You know, I watched Home Alone a lot as a kid, and I like to feel that it influenced me very deeply, uh, yes. mostly in how to make insurance claims against 12 year olds. Yep. yep. Uh, ch- children's Die Hard is how I like to refer <laughs> to uh, Home Alone. <laughs> that checks. They're both Christmas movies, apparently. They're both Christmas movies, both I about an, Christmas un- movie. an underdog booby trapping a, uh, a building against a band of near Goodalls. And uh, yeah. Wait, out. what? Near Goodalls? <laughs> near, <laughs> near, near Good Doer? I don't know. Near Doer? Near Doer? Is that what it is? Like, we're, we're, we're going to come back and roast you on not being able to say near to wells but i think we need to circle back first to pat to attempting with disdain to sully the good name of bruce willis it, no 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 no. i didn't say i'm not trying to sully bruce willis i'm just saying it's not a christmas movie that's I, all I, that's all i don't know that sounds you're, like sully you're entitled to your wrong opinion that's, that's fine <laughs> there's a christmas december, tree december first makes- hits december first hits i'm watching either scrooge or muppet right. christmas carol Maybe Nightmare Before Christmas. Maybe if my kids want to watch it, 
Definitely Polar Express. Those are Christmas movies. Pol- are you I'm kidding Polar me? Express Polar Express. Polar Express. Yeah. <laughs> Polar Express is not a Christmas movie. It's a horror movie. Those Polar Soulless Express has the most Tom eyes. Hanks you've ever had in that, a movie. That I can never weird, get Tom uncanny Hanks. valley conductor on Tom Hanks. I love it. I <laughs> love it. Like I love that he's also. Yeah. Yeah. You got you got a bunch of zombie children. You yeah, got yep. you got yep. uh cyborg uh Tom Hanks and then you got the hobo ghosts. Everyone everyone hates the hobo ghost that lives on also, top Tom of the yeah. also Tom Hanks. Also Tom Hanks. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that was also Tom Hanks. Die Hard yeah, it is, is, it is. Die Hard is the a hobo is Tom movie. Hanks, the conductor's Tom Hanks, <laughs> Santa's Tom Hanks, the dad is Tom Hanks. It's the best movie ever. It's all Tom Hanks. Die Hard is a Christmas <laughs> movie, Polar Express is a horror movie. I'll <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyways so what's what's going on what's going on down in arizona lately well how, we're a bunch you... of ne'er-do-wells down here so we play a lot Excellent. of combo decks now uh so down in arizona uh legacy league's been shaping up about like our usual we have our monthly events out here that lead to our big end of year one um that's put on by the legacy league az they're private guys they do on their own thing uh, but we have a lot of Delver showing up. We have a lot of lands, surprisingly, still uh, from last time we checked in. Like, I think last time I checked in with you guys, we had probably 12 lands players in Arizona. And I think we're up to 15 now. Wow. <laughs> guys like, are just slowly accumulating all the time uh, tabernacles in the country. <laughs> yeah, I'm constantly shocked by the sheer number of dual lands that we have here. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, just not a lot been shaken up yet by the new format uh we had one guy on at fnm on friday so this this deck is crazy he used the new moon snare prototype as a way to turbo out uh thought cast so he was playing eight cast but with the moon snare prototype which if you don't remember that card is one blue tap an untapped artifact or creature you control and add a colorless mana but it also has channel for four to blue is that Oh, it's kind of it's like Springleaf Drum, but for artifacts. Yeah, it, it's like a Springleaf Drum, but it only produces colorless mana. And I think the other big thing is that it itself is blue, so it pitches to force. Oh, okay, that's pretty yeah. good. It does the jazz? Uh, beyond that, we haven't had too much changing up in here. Uh, been playing a lot of Delver myself lately because they finally banned the stinking monkey, so nice. that feels playable again. <laughs> you mean as in like you can play it without being hated out of the room with boos I, and jeers and you know <laughs> rotten fruit being thrown at you i mean i was able to put price of progress back in my sideboard again and that's what i really wanted to do to people there you go yeah. <laughs> really you're just a burn player who you know wants wants to have a chance against combo decks look if i if i could travel back in time to back when we had storm chaser mage in the main deck i would be a very very happy person about that i could say that uh but i mean it it does look like the meta at least the online meta is uh healing a bit we're we're still seeing like one or two delver lists pop up but it's not dominating like it used to and it's not it doesn't so i've been playing a bunch of magic online i played uh uh, three leagues uh this week so far and in 15 games i have not seen blue red delver once which I cannot m- remember the last time I played 15 rounds of magic and didn't run into blue red Delver at least once. So, I mean, I think we're making at least a little bit more progress and maybe the Ragavan band did hold, uh, you know, hold more water, you know, carried a little bit more weight than people were giving it credit when it uh, was first announced. 
What do you guys think? I think that they still didn't do enough potentially to really balance back out the things. Cause like looking at the challenge data, even there's still a lot of Delver lists in the overall meta. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they still could have banned Merktide. And I think that would have really balanced things out a lot because Merktide's just dumb. Yeah, I would have liked that a lot. I'm I'm actually running Pyroblasts in my sideboard specifically for Merktide at this point. Yeah. Like if Merktide would have, it wasn't in the format, I probably would have cut the Pyroblast for something else. But I'm just like, nope, gotta have a way to deal with Merktide. Yeah, like the, the fact that it ends up just costing two blue mana and you're able to also have days back up on top of that, force will back up, it's really dumb. And it turns thought spells like Thought Scour and Ponder into practically dark rituals. Yeah, I, I can see that because I, I do feel that, you know, as soon as Wizards prints another aggressive uh, red or blue drop for one mana, we're going to be in exactly the same situation we were just in. <laughs> yep. Literally as soon as they do. <laughs> as soon like, as it I, happens. What, we're getting, uh, what, Commander Horizons 2 this year or something? Yeah, right. Something <laughs> like that. I mean, I guess we'll enjoy it while we can because I mean, it does it does at least look like uh, from the top eights and top sixteens that the the meta is uh, pretty healthy at this point. While you know maybe there's still a lot of blue red delver decks in the room, I feel you just also have to kind of expect that just because of how popular the deck is. It's, it's not like just, all those players it's just gonna... legacy though. There's just always been a delver deck that's like gonna be at the top tables. So like, I, I I'd be interested to hear like what your thoughts are and what. It looks like if if it's fixed, like let's say they ban Merktide, how many Delver decks do you want to see in the top eight and the top sixteen? You know what I mean? Like I I think the top eight and top sixteen is already fixed. I think it's the room in general. Like, oh well, that that you can, that a ban won't help that though, right? Like people are going to play like the decks that give them the most most ability to win, right? Well, no, I think it's people are going to play the decks that they have, and for that, I think the damage might be done. Like people are going to. Like for legacy, you're, card you're availability. About, you're talking about Magic Online, though. It's not really of the decks that they have. Like, come on, you can't use that argument. This is not paper legacy, right? Like, people have what they have. People are mostly renting these decks anyway, so yeah, or rent, rental is like a huge part of it. So it's not really what they have; it's what they choose to play. Yeah, right. I mean, I, what what's uh? Let's see, what's the percentage? Blue Red Delver is making up about 18% of the meta, which is definitely an improvement. Like, it's I think it's significant. It, it topped off, off at like, I think like 24, 25%, which was way too much. I still think 18% of the meta is too much. I would like to see Blue Red Delver down by like the seven to 8% of the meta. Like, I feel that's a healthy you're, amount I mean, for any deck. Then, then, what, then what takes its place? Because you're not going to have everything at an even, like, 7%, 7%. It's just not going to No, but, really, like, right? like sub-10% is normal. Like, when a deck becomes more than 10% of a meta, that's when I start thinking it's it's becoming a problem. And when it becomes 20% of the meta, it is a problem. <laughs> like Yeah, when, I can agree with that. When one in five decks in the room is is the same, that's that's an issue. So what I was think the ban last week. No, the ban was uh three weeks ago. Yeah, it's three almost weeks. a month now. Really? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Last week was the Kamigawa set release. Oh yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I hope I hope Blue Red Delver keeps trending down. I think it ha- has room to lose another 10 percentage I'm points. At, I'm just looking at like from the last 30 days was 17.8. 14 days was 16.3, seven days, 15.5. So it's so it definitely is, on that it downward. It's trend. trending down. So yeah. I yeah. mean that is good. That is good to see. Um, so yeah, for sure. We see Sneak and Show moving its way up. 
Yeah, sneak and show's been feeling good. I've been I've been playing a lot of sneak and show online, and it's, it's up to six percent it, now. It's been feeling good. Um, it came in top eight of the challenge uh, this week, which was good to see. Um, and yeah, I, I I think it's important to have sneak. Actually, wow, sneak shows up to six percent of the meta for the. Uh, just said. the <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sounds better when I say it. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because like I, I have to agree with Jerry here because like personally what I want to see in a top eight is eight completely different decks in Legacy because mm. that's that's part of the fun part of Legacy is it turns into Wild West gunslinging sometimes. You don't know what you're exactly up against and it's hard to predict that and it makes people make more creative sideboard choices as well, which is always mm. fun. Yeah. Speaking of, let's take a look at the top eight of uh, the challenges. So we had two challenges this week, which was good to see. Uh, the challenge on Saturday, especially, Arc Like Phoenix won the event, which is uh, the first time Arc Like Phoenix has won an event in like two or three years. <laughs> like, what was the last time we saw? It's also impressive that a Saturday challenge fired because that doesn't happen very often, does it? Well, it, it doesn't, but I think that's just the fact that people are coming back to the format now that Ragavan's mm-hmm. gone. I think. Uh, I think like all indicators are pointing to the legacy meta healing and, and, you know, doing much better than it was before, which is right. great to see. Um, but yeah, so this arc like Phoenix deck, so four dragon race Chandler, one brazen borrower four arc like Phoenix, one ox of agonist, which is uh usually is a card. We usually see in the uh, eight wallet deck. Um, that's the, when Ox of Agonist enters the battlefield, discard your hand and then draw three cards. And then it has escape for red, red exile, eight cards from your graveyard. And you can play it for, uh, from the graveyard for two red. Then it's got four brainstorm, a single cabal therapy four dark ritual four lightning bolt, four ponder two preordained, two thought seas, four days, four buried alive, three force of will, only three force of will. That that's interesting. You know, for the longest yeah. time, a, a truism of legacy has been, you know, always run four force. Well, there's no point running three, um, three Lotus petal, and then 15 lands, um, you know, Valks, undergrounds, Badlands, fetch lands, that good stuff. Uh, what do we think of this guys? I, I don't mind seeing Arclay Phoenix in legacy. It's kind of fun. Yeah, it's a fun deck. I mean, it it hasn't been around really since the uh, Underworld Breach decks uh, were right. a thing. Yeah, so, that's the last time I can see it. I can I remember seeing it uh, in force. It was just kind of a little too slow for the format. It felt once yeah. once uh, Breach was banned. Right. Yeah, this is a uh, that's kind of cool. Looking at these two preordains and wondering why they're not just considers considering they're an art like Phoenix deck. Yeah, maybe they yeah. didn't think of it. Maybe. It's always a possibility. I mean, it's sweet deck. Haven't seen Arc Light Phoenix since also pre pandemic. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe my Arc Light Phoenix will go up. That would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, they're not. They're not bad. It's uh, are they like seven bucks a piece? That's that's oh, pretty good. That's fine. Yeah, they used to be like fifty something a piece. I think though. Right? I know they were. Yeah. They were a super hot card. So I don't see myself recouping that value anytime soon. But you know, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> Uh, second place, we got Naya Depths. Um, looks pretty standard. You guys see anything out of the ordinary with it? Uh, the one of Beseju who endures. Oh, awesome. yeah. Definitely new. Definitely worth talking about. That yeah, Beseju. Let's, let's talk about yeah. this. So this this list is running uh, the Beseju, the new card. Also, I just want to talk about the disgusting price of Mox Diamonds. Good Lord. 
<laughs> Jesus. Three Most mocks. Ex- three mocks diamonds clocking in at two grand. <laughs> oh. Remember when that used to be how much LEDs cost? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I think I sold my Mox Diamonds for like half that price, like pre-pandemic, but whatever. Well, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. Magic cards go up. <laughs> Never sell reserve list, kids. Never sell reserve list. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, yeah, the Besaju is really the only new addition to the list. Um, has anyone seen it in play? I actually haven't what? had it played against me yet. I have, and it was pretty gross it sniped one of my Valks, and i didn't have any basics left in my deck yeah i mean that's that's always going to be uh you know where it gets its most value when the uh opponent doesn't run basics which is pretty often in legacy less common than it used to be but you know still happens a lot it's running the new yabamaya too worth noting the cradle of growth Yep. yep. Yeah, we've seen that out of all, all the depth decks that aren't running mm. black anymore. They've switched mm. over to uh, green white, but there was a uh, green black depths list in the Sunday challenge that we'll talk yep. about. What What is this sideboard card? Paradox Zone. Paradox Zone. What set is that? Is that a commander set? I think that's yeah. I think that's a commander Strixhaven. Okay, so Paradox Zone four and a green for an enchantment. Paradox Zone enters the battlefield with a growth counter on it. At the beginning of your end step, double the number of growth counter. Okay, so it's uh, <laughs> that that gets out of hand fast. Whatever this does, uh, on paradox zone, then create a zero zero green and blue fractile creature token. Put X plus one plus one counters on it, where X is the number oh. of growth counters on paradox zone. When hmm. are you bringing that in? <laughs> it's five mana. Yeah, against blue white control decks i uh, guess against your 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 uh boomer bug decks that you keep wanting yeah i like i feel like you're already favored against any deck that is bringing this in except unless yeah. you're like is it for the 12 post matchup is that why it's there that <laughs> but, doesn't make any maybe the mirror yeah okay maybe they just like the card mm. all right cool. mm. okay Oh, wait, wait, wait. Third, third place, we got a you white deck. It is just eight cast with Kappa Cannoneer, Cannoneers. Yeah, so Kappa Cannoneer is the other uh, new cards. Yeah, this is an eight cast list. Um, though I think what makes it a little bit different is it's running the Esper Sentinel. And I don't think the other eight cast lists have been running Esper Sentinel. They've been uh, mono blue from a lot of the lists that I've been looking at. I kind of like the Esper Sentinels in these lists, though, because they're also running I do. an Ether Sworn Canonist, and it yep. gives them some more sideboard options as well, like the Swords, the Containment Priests. The one of Lavinia is interesting because it prevents you from getting Force of Willed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will say that the uh, this blue-white version, I feel, is much stronger against uh, combo decks um, because... Uh, Either Sworn Cannonist is actually really difficult for combo decks to beat in other ways than you would think. Like as Sneak and Show, I was having a really hard time beating an Either Sworn Cannonist out of my opponent mm-hmm. that was running a very similar list to this because I would play Show and Tell, they would force it, and I'm sitting there looking at two Force of Wills in my hands that I can't cast right. because Either Sworn Cannonist is shutting it down. So it's like, even if you're not a combo deck, or even if you're not a storm deck, I should say, 
either sworn cannons is still a problem if it's being backed up by counter magic and it's just something you don't really think about because usually we see it out of death and taxes that doesn't run counter magic but when you're versing these blue white control decks the ether sworn cannons is a huge pain in the ass yeah that card shuts down a lot of decks in legacy mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um so yeah i do really like this uh like blue white version of the deck that can uh you know slam an aether sworn with uh you know counter magic backup um has anyone played against the kappa cannoneer yet this is also i have not had a chance to play against it uh it's big and ward four is hard to deal with in legacy practically hexproof hexproof. so when i saw the spoiler i had a i had to look up what ward was again because i forgot and it's basically any is it spell or ability or just spell spell or ability let me check that though yeah i so any spell or ability that targets it gets countered unless you pay four mana yeah so it's hard to deal with um it has improvise for artifacts which is not as good as affinity but is pretty close to affinity so you can get it out pretty quickly and then whenever an artifact uh, enters the battlefield under your control put a plus one plus one counter on it and it can't be blocked this turn so like convoke for artifacts huh yeah improvise is like convoke for artifacts is a good way to put it yeah uh interesting to note in this list the four cavern of souls yeah, they uh I'm wondering how many times Cavern of Souls is naming turtle. I feel like it's probably naming human a lot looking through this list. Yeah, because it's got it got the psi, um, and then the, the Oh, and also the Sentinel is also a human. Yeah, the the Esper Sentinel is also a human. So I feel like they're naming human most of the time with the with those caverns. It's just interesting to see four of them. Maybe the first one names human, the second one names whatever you're gonna cast mm-hmm. next. Yeah. Turtle. 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 Cowabunga it is. I just I really wanted them to print like a busted ninja turtle. Like I I am sad that the best thing that we got was the Kappa Tech Wrecker, the only ninja turtle in the entire set. <laughs> yeah. It's yep. just like, hey, you can ninjutsu this in for two mana, then remove a death touch counter from it, destroy target artifact or enchantment. You did it, kids. Cool. <laughs> All right. At least they gave us Master Splinter, I guess. <laughs> true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty sweet. So yeah, I mean, Kappa Cannoneer, it just kind of feels like an artifact version of Merktide Regent, where it's like, here's this thing that you kind of have to jump through a few hoop hoops to get that the hoops aren't particularly difficult to jump through. And when you do, you get a big fat fatty that's going to punch your opponent in the nose. Yep. Yeah. No evasion, but it'll get there. Ah, well, it it's does, pretty it close to evasion. Un- it does become unblockable, right? When you cast oh, uh, does it an become artifact. Unblockable? Yeah, oh, so you, you put a plus yeah. one, plus one counter, and it becomes unblockable until end of turn. So Look, they're putting too many words on magic cards. I need them I, to reduce it by I can totally agree. Words. That whole part of the card should be reserved for flavor text, guys. Come on. Stop adding yeah, like, more rules text to it. <laughs> I, I, I stopped reading this card after I saw put a plus one, plus one counter on it, and I was like, oh, that's all I need to know. It just gets bigger. Right. Yeah. So that's pretty interesting. A deck with all those, uh, all those artifacts, it uh, becomes unblockable pretty quickly. Yeah, just punches me in the face for 12. Okay. What a weird ability ward is, huh? Yeah, it's kind of like a fixed hexproof. Yeah. Which is nice. Ward is a lot, though. Yeah, it's it's practically hexproof. But yeah. they, they clearly are balancing a lot of these cards with commander in mind rather than anything right. else, which right. I really wish they would stop doing. In, in Legacy, Ward 4 absolutely feels like Hexproof, right? Because it, when you have like four extra mana plus plus your spell mana line around. Then you're either already losing really badly and you're probably looking at two Kappas that you ha- mm-hmm. can't do anything about mm-hmm. or who even knows. Right. 
at least you have a glimmer of hope with Ward. I think that's what Watsy's going for. Yeah, exactly. They're like, well, we first we fixed Shroud by making hexproof, so you guys could target your own stuff. Now, now we fixed hexproof. Here you go. Yep. Balance. Up next, we have a Death and Taxes also running a new card, running the Lion Sash. So that was something that we figured was going to see play. And here we go. Other than that, though, looks like a pretty standard list. Uh, um, they are running one Ellen Jono. Uh, is in the sideboard or am I just uh, it's in the it's in the lands. It's the new uh, white channel land. It got less hype than Besaju, but oh, yeah, more damage to target attacking blocking creature. You might snipe something like a small Merktide or a Kappa. Yep. And. Death and Taxes is actually one of the few decks that can actually re- uh, reduce its cost since it's running Thalias. Yeah, between the Thalias and the Yorian, they can actually reduce the cost on that, yep. which is nice. So, and free free removal spell. Um, oh, and the Cauldron Complete is yeah, legendary. I, oh, I feel, oh, you're right. Cauldron Complete's legendary, so that would also yeah. reduce the cost. Um, so, yeah, no, good catch. Otherwise, yeah, pretty basic D&T list. I yep. wouldn't be surprised if we saw more Ellen Janos make it way into this list, though, considering it's Yorian decks. You could run two reasonably. Right. I also haven't seen, I haven't played against any of the new cards. I don't like, I, I know it's still early and people are still adapting, but I am surprised that we had this many playables uh, in Kamigawa and they haven't taken as quickly because I think if we look at uh, the Saturday challenge there, I don't know, even know if there were any of the new cards in the Saturday challenge. It looked like it was, or uh, sorry, the Sunday challenge. Um, looks like they were all concentrated in the Saturday one. Yeah, maybe just people were really excited because they opened it the night before and were ready to test. That might be also why the challenge itself even fired. Right. Um, up next in fifth place, we got my favorite deck, Sneak and Show. Um, pretty standard Sneak mm-hmm. and Show list. Uh, I am happy to see it. Looks like everyone's cutting the dazes finally. I, I rallied against that for weeks and weeks, and now people are cutting the dazes. Uh, still running the Simeon Spirit Guides, which I'm not the biggest fan of, but it's better than the days. Um, other than that, the list is pretty standard and it's running, it's splashing green uh, for Veil of Summer, which is still an option that people run. Oh, uh, and also a carpet of flowers in the sideboard. And technically the EE as well, because then you can put it on yep. three. Yeah, you're right. EE, you know, get that, uh, get that up to three. Usually though, for uh, Sneak and Show, the big things that we care about cost two mana. Um, I, like the only thing that really costs three that we that we worry about is uh, snaring bridge, and people don't seem to really run in snaring bridge anymore. It's just kind of too easy to deal with. Yeah, cards like a braid existing that are just free sideboard slots kind of deal with ensnaring bridge. Yeah, and then the um, all the like recl- not reclaimer. The it's the elf. It's two in a green when it comes to play. Destroy an artifact or enchantment. Reclamation Sage. Yeah. So just like there's just like so many free effects in the format that Ensnaring Bridge has been pushed out. So, but I mean, you are right. It is nice to just have that ability to get up to three mana on the engineered explosives in the sideboard. Uh, other than that, though, it's a pretty standard list. Uh, we got Just Guy Control in sixth. That's a deck I haven't seen in a long time. Oh, it's been popping up here and there. 
Um, really, uh, it it comes down to like how much they want to interact with like Days Undoing and Narset. Like that's that's what I feel is that these people just want to do Days Undoing Narset, and then they slowly like it goes from like four Narset, four Days Undoing, and then keeps getting slimmed down and down and down <laughs> to like add other cards in, and it's just like you're just kind of kidding yourself now. <laughs> I I can't remember the last time I saw Think Twice in a Legacy. I list. was just looking at this. It's 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 so like rarely used. That it's the magic online version of it. (laughs) I'm like, why wouldn't these two think twices be better? It's just two more shark typhoons, even where they already have one in the list. It does have flashback. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, five mana draw two cards. Yeah, you know. (laughs) Not even running the full playset of ponders or preordains instead. Right. Maybe they're just worried about chalice. But why? Yeah, like (laughs) there's other things we could be casting for two mana. Yeah, I think twice is interesting. Uh, other than that, anything interesting out of that Just Guy Control list? Anything in the sideboard? Uh, there's a Savine's Reclamation and a Topor Orb in the sideboard. Yep, I've been seeing, I've actually been experimenting with Torpor Orb and uh, Sneak and Show sideboard, and uh, I've really liked it. Torpor Orb's uh, been doing a lot of work. What are you bringing that in for? Like Death and Taxes. Like mm-hmm. it, it shuts down the Orion Death and Taxes list. Mm-hmm. Um, but also just like random stuff. Like I played against um, this like blue white monastery mentor snapcaster mage uh, mm-hmm. deck. Yep. And I brought that in because like I didn't really have anything else. And I was just like, oh, just shut off. You know, it turns your snapcaster mages into ambush vipers. Right, and, right, right. You now that was enough value to be you know worth bringing in over a dead card. Nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, just honestly, anytime you're playing a game of magic, just like anytime you notice an opponent have a creature with an ETB ability, you know, just just think about that. <laughs> mm. Does it work? Do you work against elves whenever they manage to show up? Yeah, like elves, death and taxes, uh, just like all sorts of stuff that you wouldn't really expect. Oh, it does actually shut off uh, culture complete. Interesting as well, because a living weapon. Oh, yeah, you're right. Living weapon shuts that off. Um, well, no, because it's not a creature. no, because it's it's the artifact creating the yeah, it's an artifact yeah. creating the creature. It's not an actual creature itself. Um, stupid living weapon. Stupid living weapon. <laughs> uh, seventh Stumble and eighth trigger. <laughs> uh, seventh and eighth, we got two more death and tax lists. So lots of death and tax lists. Um, this one doesn't look like it's Yorion. Yeah, no Yorion. Yeah, seven looks more like a traditional D and T list. No new cards. Yep, no new. Well, yeah, Caldra completes the newest card, but that's kind of an old card at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah, so seventh place, pretty standard traditional death and taxes. And then eighth place is the Orion version. Yeah. And also not running their new card. I mean, it was like right after they might not have had it yet. Uh, no, the eighth place is running uh, two Ellen Jono. Oh, two Ellen Jono. And a not- Lion Slash Sash as well. Am I? I mean, eighty. Oh yeah, there it is, man. Eighty cards is hard to look through. <laughs> You're right. It is running the uh, the lion sash. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty cool. Anything else of interest before we move on to Sunday's lists? Mm, no, nah, nothing really popping up. There's a stifle knot list in 26, which always makes me happy to see. But hell yeah, there's nothing like special going on there. Is this, how many dress downs? No dress downs. Hang on. No dress downs. <laughs> Stifle knot with four Delver, four DRC, two Dreadnought. Okay. All okay. right. I could get behind that. 
I guess we're just running. Is it Delver plus four Snifle and two sti- and two Dreadnought? I mean, if you're running Stifle, you might as well run some Dreadnoughts too. You know why not? Why not? Maybe I'll try it on it's free value. <laughs> free value, except it's not free and it's not really value. Yeah, well, <laughs> good. you and your words. <laughs> uh, what do we got? So let's take a look at Sundays. First place is Naya Depths nothing oh what's this outland liberator uh that is from that's from the uh, yeah or midnight hunt midnight hunt one in a green for two two one sacrifice outland liberator destroy target artifact or enchantment and then it has day bounds and when it flips it's a three three sacrifice frenzied trap breaker destroy target artifact or enchantment Frenzy Trap Baker attacks, destroy target artifact or enchantment, defending player controls. Okay. That's neat. Yeah. Any of the new cards in this? No new cards. Not even the new Pisagio in this one. Yeah, nothing. Okay. All right. Um, Blue Red Delver in second place. Same thing we've seen. Nothing different. Still, still running stinking Mishra's bobbles. Yeah, only exciting. There's a steam fence in there. That's about all I see. Uh, third place, we got lands. And this is like, looks like traditional lands. Yeah, wow. Oh, third place? This is painter. Oh, did I click on the wrong list? I think you clicked on the wrong list. Third place. Oh, is I, yep, I jumped ahead. You're right. Third. Which is significantly more exciting. <laughs> it's a good, significantly more exciting. This is yeah. a great username, though, Jerry. Can you just uh, read that for our listeners? Yeah, I love this. <laughs> Ringo Death Star. I love it. <laughs> uh, Ringo Star is my mother's favorite uh, musician. So, you know, what? you get bonus points Wait, there. Pause. Hold on. Her favorite musician is Ringo Starr. Specifically, specifically, specifically Ringo Starr. Uh, when she was a child, she had a basset hound named Ringo. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> you know, That's loved, fine. loved Ringo Starr. It was, her, it was her favorite Beatle, favorite musician, you know, followed his solo career afterwards. Uh, okay. Well, you're, you're a decent Star Wars nerd. You should totally just change your name to Ringo Death Star. Your mother would love it. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. She would. She would. <laughs> Ringo, middle name, Death Star. <laughs> uh, so take a look at this painter list. It's the uh, when do we turn this into a welder list? It's running four welder, four goblin engineer. So it's bringing all the all the artifacts back from the graveyard. Uh, I love welder lists. <laughs> and uh, an Aether Sworn Cadenist again. Yep. And Enlightened Tutors. So going for the Enlightened Tutor package. This is kind of like an older painter list, but I love it. Yeah, we got a lot of one of those, like Pyrite. Yep, it's got the Karn in there, too. I also like how I was shitting on Ensnaring Bridge and how no one plays Ensnaring Bridge anymore, and this deck's running a one of Ensnaring Bridge in the main. <laughs> and one in the side for the Karn. And one in the side for the Karn. So Painter, I've been proved wrong. Painter is still running Ensnaring Bridge, but <laughs> I think that has to do with the fact that they can just bring it back from the graveyard over and over again, no matter how many times I destroy it. <laughs> I do think it's interesting that they don't have a painter in the sideboard for Karn to grab but they do have a grindstone in the board for Karn to grab right I feel like that could be switched around a little bit is I mean I mean they have the enlightened tutor but it's not like they're running the um, recruiters to find the painter either yeah yeah I like this list except I would just like to see one painter move to the sideboard Mm mm-hmm 
Oh, and <laughs> they're running portable hole. I do like portable hole in this format. Yeah, portable hole, one white for an artifact, and portable hole enters the battlefield, exile target, non-land permanent, and opponent controls with mana value two or less until portable hole leaves the battlefield. And I like because it's an artifact, you can uh, reset it with the guy right. with the welders. Right. So hmm. that's pretty cool. Uh, they are running two great furnace in their land base, which is kind of neat because then they could sack that to the welder in order to get something back out of the yard. Mm-hmm. Yep. But nothing else going on in there, really. Uh, so taking a look next after Painter, we got another Blue-Red Delver. Matt, you want to bet $20? It's the exact same as every other Blue-Red Delver that we looked at. I mean, at. I don't want to bet $20, but it, but it is exactly like every other thing. Um, also running Mishra's Bobbles. No, no, this one's running a chain lightning instead of an unholy heat. Oh. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Come on, guys. Deviation, Pat, you missed out. Deviation. Pat, you missed out. Um, you could have had $20. <laughs> yeah, but, so, you know, so I think people are just sticking with this list. And, you know, Blue Red Delver is a good enough deck. It's got, it's a nice aggro deck. It's got permission, so it can get there. Um, it, and it's, it is what it's, the, the deck has been what it's going to, what it's been the last three years. You know, it's, uh, Got some new toys. So um, up next eh. is this is the list I was looking at before. Oh, okay. Classic lands clocking in at just shy of $10,000. <laughs> Classic lands. That's like all the tabernacle, right? Yeah. I'm going to actually, I want to go to eBay and see what tabernacle is actually up to and whether I should slip my wrist now. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Tabernacles. Jerry, <laughs> Jerry has been found dead in Miami. Yeah. <laughs> Going for uh, about $3,900. What? Uh, Tabernacle. Ridiculous. Oh, my goodness. I sold mine before the pandemic for 1600 which I can't complain because I bought the Tabernacle for 300 so I can't yeah. really complain. Yeah, but you're fine. <laughs> Yeah. The fact fuck that it's put, Jerry. The fact, no, well, the fuck fact you. that it's no, 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 no. You, Jerry. You <laughs> made so much profit. Get <laughs> yeah, out of here. Fuck you, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, but I'm George Coin is sixty yeah, cents. It, you asshole. Yeah, but then yeah, it doubled. Okay. Yeah, then it doubled after I sold it. Oh, good. I hope it triples now. Well, go sell some more cards so they double for me. Yeah. <laughs> right. Just uh, let me know what you're letting go first. Never yeah. sell, only buy. Never yeah. sell, <laughs> only buy. I hope someone makes you pay gains on that, Jerry. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, that's actually uh the new uh Biden tax plan is uh tax government finds out tax capital gains on magic cars, it'll fix the entire economy. <laughs> Pull us out <laughs> That'll of debt. Fix the economy real fast. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we're gonna pay off student loans, kids. Yeah, love it. You know, tax capital gains on magic cards. <laughs> uh sixth place, we got eight casts. Uh is it the mono blue version? It looks like it. Yeah, Mono Blue 8 cast. Also running four of Kappa Cannoneer. So Kappa Cannoneer showing up in numbers. I think that is actually, we've seen more Kappa Cannoneers than any of the other new cards, just on sheer numbers. Uh, I think so. Because yep. Besage You and the Sash and you know the other mm-hmm. stuff is all one ofs, and these Kappa mm-hmm. Cannoneers are four ofs in their lists. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, doesn't look too exciting other than the Kappa Cannoneers. Yeah, looks like pretty standard. Except I don't get this. Three force of will main, one force of will sideboard. 
Why do you do this? Why, why, why can someone explain to me why you would run? I, I mean, that's old infect tech where it's your number of cards in hand matter more than having the four force wills. Is that what it is just for the eight cast that you want? You just it's need possible. that critical mass, but I don't know. I'm, it, it, it makes me feel funny things and I don't know if they're good, funny things. You should probably see your doctor about that. I'm going to go set up a virtual appointment right now, actually. <laughs> you guys can listen in. <laughs> Perfect. That sounds like a very entertaining podcast. Let's go. Hello, Dr. Shogri. No, hey, doctor, I'm not. Doctor, does this rash look normal to you? I'm, I'm not calling about the rash again. <laughs> as long as you're not calling one of those uh, under the table doctors, we should be fine. <laughs> I actually just see a veterinarian. That's all my health insurance can afford. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought I noticed you had a new flea collar on this week, Jerry. Good yeah, for you, buddy. That's where I get my Iverna medicine uh, <laughs> injections from. <laughs> Oh, is that where you get the horse medicine? Yep, exactly. Oh, horse paste. Nice. Yep. <laughs> clear. Are you clear of worms again, Jerry? <laughs> yeah, I have no worms. Bendy wormed. Good. Good for you, buddy. <laughs> also, wait, what the hell? <laughs> so next list are you is. At this? <laughs> yeah, this next what, list is great. What is it? <laughs> it's a Yorian list. It's four color Yorian. It's running fiddle fiddle through it. The lost three gilded Drake. Yeah, which hold on. Since when is three gilded Drake clocked in at over a thousand dollars? Thank you, Commander MTG. What the hell? I remember finding gilded Drakes in like the ten dollar binder. Yeah, as CDH has become more popular, gilded Drake has become more popular because it's just an easy insert for any blue EDH deck because you just steal your opponent's commanders. Hmm. I need to see sold. What is sold price on recent Gilded Drakes? Oh my gosh, you're killing yourself, Jerry. Well, while Jerry's diving into that hole, how about these three prophetic prisms in this deck? That's interesting, I suppose. What is inventive iteration? Oh, it's a new card. Good Lord. Gilded Drakes completed sales on eBay, $276.00. What are people thinking? What are they thinking? Uh, Is it a reserved list card? Yes, it's reserved list. That's why. 13 bids at $275. (laughs) 13 bids. Oh, my goodness. I'm never sell kids. Only buy. Never sell. (laughs) There's your title of the podcast today. (laughs) Never sell. Only buy. (laughs) (laughs) uh back on this list though have you looked at the inventive iteration yet inventive iteration one of ooh, it's a flip card oh it's a saga oh it's the blue saga from kamigawa it's kind of neat three and a blue uh first saga is return up to one target creature or planeswalker to its owner's hands okay second is return an artifact card from your graveyard to your hand if you can't draw a card and three is exile the saga, the return to the battlefield transforms. It transforms into living breakthrough for a three, three uh, flying. Whenever you cast a spell, your opponent can't cast spells with the same mana value as that spell until your next turn. Huh. Interesting. That's such a weird ability. Whenever you cast a spell, your opponent can't cast spells with the same mana value until your next turn 
Oh, and that's extra annoying because even if you kill it, it sticks around. Yeah, because it's an effect. And then yeah. they don't have. Oh, I guess they have brainstorms and ponders. Okay, and then sword supply shares. So they do have a lot of one drops. I'll I'll take back my comment I was about to make. I mean that is pretty useful in legacy, but I feel there's better effects. Like I'd rather the uh, was it council's prelate that uh, you can just name it and they can't cast anything. Yeah, that'd probably be a lot better here. Yeah. Um, oh, they are also running the lion sash. Yeah, no, no way to tutor it up though, uh, which is interesting, right? Well, I would imagine they would run Stoneforge Mystics in a Yorian list like this, but guess not. Oh, how does does Yorian and Gilded Drake work the way that I want it to work? Exile any number of. Yes, no, it, because they have the gilded drake at the time. Yeah, but Yorian um, says that you own, not that oh, you own and control. I yeah, damn it, <laughs> that, you almost that, got there. That that <laughs> formatting on Yorian got me so good because it's like it says uh, permanence that you own. I'm like yeah, and then literally you go the next line down. It goes and control. I'm like damn it. <laughs> oh man, you're saying I can't flicker whatever I stole with this gilded drake. That uh, that's what I was really hoping for. That Yorian plus gilded drake equals into just like yoinking all your creatures they belong to me now <laughs> uh, let's go back to control magic that was fun right uh, so yeah that seven place list is wild uh, yeah, it is. and then just to round it off for completion's sake eighth place is the Golgari Depths deck um, that's the more traditional green black list running, you know, dark confidants and Dothy Voidwalkers, which is still, I feel criminally underplayed in the format. I don't know why more people, I guess just because black is kind of really underplayed in the format right now. Yeah. Double black's really hard for a lot of decks. Dothy Voidwalker is just such a powerful card. And I'm say, not just saying that because I got an Emrakul stolen from me with the Dothy Voidwalker. Black, black for three, two unblockable is, is pretty good. Right. <laughs> With like, a bunch of other like with other other stuff going on with it too, you know. I'm waiting for I'm waiting for Bug Delver to come back. Bring bring back Bug Delver. Make that be the first, Jerry. Be the change you want to see Build in the world. The deck. That's what that's what Gandhi was all about, man. You know, it just it needs a little bringing back magic decks you want to see. It needs a little oomph. There's just not enough reason to be playing black right now. Dothy Voidwalker. There you Doth- go. Dothy Voidwalker. <laughs> Thought sees their Kappa Cannoneers get around Ward. Ooh, there you go. Yeah. Can't, don't have to deal with cannon here if it's never in play. That's right. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> Big brain plays. Then they'll just tap their emery and cast it from the graveyard anyways. It's fine. Uh, yeah, so that pretty much sums up the challenges. What do we think, guys? Lots of death and taxes. Still a fair number of blue-red delvers, but lots of really spicy lists. It's good to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely nice to see a lot of spice coming back into the format, taking up those slots that were previously taken up by the Delver decks at 20%. Right, exactly. So the format is healing. So should we talk about some Arizona action going on? Yeah, so actually, uh, this seems like a good transition point. Talking about legacy challenges, big legacy events, you know, I, I remember a lot of people a few months back went out for like the legacy pin open and that that got us thinking out here in Arizona. So I wanted to let you guys know that April 16th in Arizona, Tempe, you guys will be able to come out here and participate in a larger legacy tournament. We're looking at making it into a 1K. We might even put a dual land up for first. 
Nice. Ooh. Yeah. So if you guys pay attention to the socials, the store that's sponsoring it is Gamer Guild Arizona. Uh, so they're going to be putting on the sponsorship for it. They have a massive play area for us to be in. They're going to be putting up all the prizing, additional and stuff, everything like raffles. Uh, so keep an eye on their socials. Uh, you can find them on Facebook, Twitter, Insta, the usual places, and they'll be posting up about that. I'm we are currently running with them a vintage league, actually, uh, that will be firing off uh, next weekend, the fifth for the top eight. And they put a tundra into the top eight for that. Sick. Yeah. Those are some good prizes. Yeah. Like uh, we were talking about how we missed how much it, how cool it used to be to go to a tournament and win a dual land at the end of it. Right. Like, well, Man. <sighs> I remember going to tournaments and winning a playset of Underground Sea for first place. Those were the days. <laughs> the playset of UC is a is a bit much these days, but maybe one. Maybe one. Maybe one. It's like a reward. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, sick. So April 16th. Uh, for those of us who don't know Arizona geography at all, where where is that in, in the state? Uh, so Tempe is right next to Phoenix. Uh, so if you fly in to the airport here in Phoenix, Tempe is literally one light rail right away. Sweet. Uh, and actually, yeah, the airport itself even is only like 15 minutes from the venue. So you could fly in day of, go straight to the venue and play and then fly back out. If you're if you're crazy <laughs> like that. I, I don't think anybody should do that. But you could. But if you wanted to, you could. Yeah. You could. Well, you're sick. Like, I'm too busy. I just I only got this one day to fly out. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, before we get out of here, Sage, we've been starting our, our anti-work tradition. If you are familiar with r slash anti work, the movement. Do you have any uh, anti work story that you would like to uh, share with the listeners? Mm, that's a that's a hard one. I I, I got one from uh, a few weeks back actually. Uh, so I was doing some remote work as uh, some marketing work remotely, and instead of actually doing my work, I had a program that I had previously downloaded do the work for me and i just sat and watched anime instead <laughs> i was like hey the new attack on titan season's coming out right let me just get caught up on that <laughs> just occasionally look over at the computer yeah that's still good cool 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 cool, cool. that's like those people <laughs> like uh, there's uh, all these like how to make a million dollar tiktok pages and stuff like that and one of the things i saw was uh, apply for a data entry job, secure data entry job, and then put a like a WeWork request for the data entry job and then just pocket the difference. And it's just like, <laughs> I mean, it's genius, but it's also scumbaggy. <laughs> I mean, I respect a hustle, but that one's too much. Like literally just outsourcing and collecting the difference. <laughs> uh, it's like the opposite oh, of anti-work. <laughs> right. <laughs> so work smarter not harder you just developed a program to do your job for you but you can't ever tell your job boss about that because then they're just gonna fire you and take the uh the program <laughs> well i don't think they were magic players so i think i'll be okay but if yeah. you guys are listening that was a good gag it was a joke i was a joke <laughs> for for legal reasons this is a joke for, entirely for legal reasons i just needed to come up with a good story legal reasons <laughs> Excellent, excellent. Uh, Pat, you wanna? Do we have any patrons or anything like that? Uh, no, nothing. Uh, nothing this week. 
Uh, if you want to support the show, visit patreon.com slash living legacy. Yeah. Uh, and people have been asking, uh, we do really want to do the leaving legacy open soon. We are talking to, uh, Michelle at gaming, et cetera. Uh, so we will, uh, keep you posted. It's, it's not going to be in the next week or anything like that. So don't, don't worry yeah, guys. Don't plenty of time. Don't panic message me or anything like that. We will <laughs> let you know. Uh, but spring spring is right around the corner and we want to make a, uh, a spring leaving a legacy event. Yeah. Outdoors. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Outdoors would actually be sick if we could. It, it would just, be awesome, but you can never the, guarantee that the weather's going to. Yeah, the chance you know. of rain is just way too much. Or just like a stiff breeze, like fucking yeah. tabernacles <laughs> blowing in the wind. Like, not a good, not a good thing. Right. But uh, yeah, outside tournament would be awesome. Would be See, that's why I live in Arizona. The worst it does is get hot and bend your foils. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. Excellent. Well, thanks so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure yeah, to have man. you. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It was good to talk to you guys. Definitely. Thanks. And best of luck with uh, the April event. Sounds like it's a good time. You'll have to let us know how that goes. I will. And I'm hopeful that maybe we'll get you guys to come out. Yeah. Awesome. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> awesome. Well, until then, we will see you guys all next week. Have a good one, guys. Be good to each other. Bye. Bye.